well, again, Happy New Year's, everyone. This is one of the first things that we are that you're hearing from They Live by Film in 2023. And so I'm extremely excited uh, to be able to talk to Jared and Jesse, who you all know separately. But for the purposes of today, we're going to be talking about their endeavor with Neon Eagle. So y'all, thank you so much for joining. Glad Thanks to be for here. having us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So... Um, before we dive in too much, there is a burning question that I had uh, that I, I just, it was just making me smile when I heard Neon Eagle announced. You're, it's not like y'all are just sitting around on, an, on a given day with nothing to do. Um, so the, the big burning question is why would two of the busiest people in the entertainment industry um, make a new label? Well, obviously we're not quite busy enough. Uh, I, I think Jesse, Jesse, Jesse was really bored. Jesse has had nothing going on at all and was basically begging me for, for something to do. No, of course not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I don't know. I mean, Jesse can speak for himself, but I think it was uh, uh, just, uh, it's just something that sort of came up and it was a, a kind of a cool idea. We just all sort of agreed that it was uh, something to do. Yeah, you know, it it was kind of, I guess the genesis of it was that Jared was like, hey, do you guys want to do this with me? And we were like, that's funny that you say that because we have something that's perfect for this too. And it just kind of went from there. I love yeah, it. It, was, it, was, it was very sort of uh, very natural flow. I think, I mean, honestly, I think it just started, uh, I mean, Jesse and I kind of talk a lot by email and text about things. And um, I think we were just talking about the idea of doing Asian movies, just sort of in general. Uh, and I had I had a movie. I had basically made a deal for a movie for Kill Butterfly Kill, the, the first mm -hmm. thing we've got coming out. And um, I had put it to, I, it was going to be a Mondo Macabro project because of course, you know, as, as your listeners probably know, I work for Mondo Macabro, that's my day job. And, uh, and long story short is Pete, Pete Toombs, the guy who runs Mondo Macabre, essentially rejected it because he thought it would be too much work. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we got a nice 4K master, but the, the elements were from less than pristine, were, you know, were kept less in less than pristine um, circumstances for a long yeah. time. So it was going to require a lot of work. Uh, but I had made the deal. I loved the movie. I was so I was just sort of thinking, well, maybe I can figure out a way to put it out myself. Um, I was actually thinking about going to uh, OCN Vinegar Syndrome's thing mm -hmm. uh, when I when I just you know like I said in the course of just having a conversation with Jesse, uh, I just brought it up. I said, hey, I've got this movie. Um, what do you think? You, I mean, Cauldron was uh, just getting started at that time. Yeah. I think maybe they, you had only, Jesse, you had only done maybe your first two releases at that point. Maybe. Yeah, this is, this has been a while in the queue because Kill Butterfly Kill needed some work and there's literally three cuts of the movie on there. Yeah, yeah. The, the third person involved in this who's not here, who's not here because he's way too busy. <laughs> to <do laughs> yes. Um, he was literally too busy to come in and join this, uh, this podcast. Um, 
yeah, he he busted his ass doing. I mean, basically worked for almost two years getting wow. a, getting all getting two the two cuts in HD uh, into shape. Um, so and yeah. and just that's an interesting point. So that's kind of one of the things I wanted to ask about because so this has uh, Kill Butterfly Kill is the movie that you're you're referencing, and it has another cut which is has some significant differences right which goes under the title american commando six <laughs> yeah yeah if you i mean yeah so <laughs> this gets very confusing for for even people who are you know super well versed in this stuff for sure <laughs> uh -huh. um uh so th it started this movie started life started its life as a as a movie in taiwan called underground wife or at least that was the english title for it it's the, the title actually does roughly translate in Mandarin to something sort of like that, but it's known as Underground Wife. Um, and so about uh, a year into its life in like 1982 or 1983, it was purchased by IFD Films, who, I mean, some of you may know of that's They did like the, um, all the Godfrey Ho cut and paste movies and stuff, right? Mm -hmm, you, know, like, mm -hmm. you know, the ninja movies and whatnot with Richard Harrison and blah, blah, blah. So, but what they were mostly doing before they started doing those cut and paste movies was um, just purchasing the rights to movies from all over Asia, but particularly Taiwan at that time, uh, and just outfitting them for international sales. Usually it meant giving them an English dub. Uh, in this case, it meant giving it an English dub and slightly re-editing editing it. Um, and so that's the kind of the version that's highlighted uh, in our release. That's Kill Butterfly Kill. That's the title they gave it for. It's for international distribution, mostly like VHS distribution, although I don't think it was ever released uh, in the U.S. This is actually the first time this movie has ever been uh, released in the U.S. So, so <laughs> and to make a long story even longer, a, you know, a few years after that version comes out, uh, then they give it the, the patented IFD cut and paste uh, treatment, which is they take the movie and remove about a half an hour, 40 minutes of it and replace that with footage of mostly um, really bad white actors <laughs> just to be blunt about it <laughs> um, like Mike Abbott not to say that Mike Abbott is a bad actor um, uh, uh, but you know he's he's got a certain charm um, if, sure, sure, uh, sure. and people who know these movies know who I'm talking about and he's got a you know, very famous face that you'll never forget Sure. And, and, so, and then put it out that's they, it was part of a whole series uh, of movies called the American Commando series or alternately, Advent Commando. Okay. Oh, is that true? What What does that mean? I have no clue. I have no <laughs> idea. No. Was there, it, was there twenty five of them, and every day you got to watch a, a different <laughs> one until Christmas? <laughs> there were a bunch of them. Um, in fact, it it seems like it was either either it was American Commando or Advent Commando for these for for this series. No idea where that comes from. Uh, we went with American Commando just because it, you know, shouldn't be any more confusing than it already is. I think for people. Um, <laughs> and the, so, the screenplay for that consists of a lot of use of motherfucker. 
<laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Copious amounts. It's yeah. just it said a lot and and with um exuberance. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I don't I wonder, you know, so I heard an interesting thing on a on a, a podcast I was listening to. You know uh the name Mike Leader? I'm sure you all know that name. Yes, I know the he name. Does, he does a lot of like kind of Hong Kong commentaries and yes, he's a producer yeah. and kind of Hong Kong. Okay, yes. yeah. So he said there's a really interesting rule with with um uh uh, what's the word? Uh, profanity in Hong Kong, and I don't know if this would go over to Taiwan as well. But you cannot cuss in the native tongue, but you can cuss as much as you want in English. And he said it was funny. Uh, so I don't know if that's why, but he said that there was this problem in the '90s when the, in the whole Cat Three kind of boom, like the '80s and the '90s, where there would be uh, there would be movies where where kids would be watching them or video games, especially as no video games. Our kids would be playing them and they would just, they would walk in the room and they'd be like, motherfucker. Like on the parents were like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> but like they got past the censors. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. I've never, I'd never heard that, that there was sort of language uh, strictures for, for Hong Kong cinema. That's yeah. So I don't know if that's, that's why. Um, I, Cause I, for a long time, I thought Kill Butterfly Kill was a Cat 3 film, but it's not, it's from Taiwan, right? So yeah, it it's, technically... it's from Taiwan, and, and like every iteration of it predates the the category the category three rating. Oh, okay. Uh, which only comes into being, I think, like eighty nine or ninety, something like that. Yeah, exactly. Something. Like, yeah, that sounds right. Um, wow, I love it, and I think this is my. So I don't want to get. I don't want to sound too academic with this, but I just want to call out, like, this is what. I, I love having y'all on and, and, and just, I love generally that y'all are working together and I love what you're doing and I can't wait to see what Neon Eagle does because like that, that story had so much, first of all, knowledge, but also passion in it that you just told and it kind of like, it bubbles out of you when you're talking about these releases. So I, it makes me very excited to see what you're <laughs> going to do. If, if basically y'all getting, y'all are now running the playground and getting to decide what, uh, what goes up there uh, and, <laughs> what comes in the do you so jesse do you have a similar um i think you all mentioned that you had a similar project that you wanted to work on is that something that you're working can you talk at all about that or do you need to keep it under wraps for now well we we had something that was going to be a cauldron release and when when we started discussing this with jared we decided just to make it a neon eagle I don't know that we're quite ready to announce it, but it's it's a Japanese movie that um, has quite a reputation. I think a lot of people will be really happy to see it. Uh, it looks gorgeous. It's been restored in 4K. And uh, probably about all I'll say about it right now. No, that, that's cool. Um, it, I just to chime in a, a bit about that. I just I I have put out a few hints and clues about what it is, and there are, I'll just say that there are a lot of good guesses <laughs> out there right now. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of smart people <laughs> out there. It's a well-known '70s Japanese pinky film. Awesome. Uh, and you know, I'll just say this that. We we made contact with the studio that had it and then shared that with with Jared and Pete 
and they grabbed some stuff for the same studio for Mondo, which they've already released. So <laughs> yeah, there we go. There people we can go. do some math and figure it out. See the Sherlock Holmes in the group here. Um, <laughs> It'll be on Dawn right. of the Disc by in ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, leaking news. That's funny. Well, this remember this doesn't come out until January, so um, the, this is um, we're recording on December fourteenth for uh, just. For, oh right, so it'll be reference. on. Yeah, it'll be on uh, Dawn of the Discs in ten minutes in the future. <laughs> ten minutes from when this drops, exactly. Yeah, as soon as he uh, hears it, ten minutes. That's funny. Uh, speaking of that, I guess might as well uh, some kind of a segue that y'all are releasing the first title in March. Um, do you have a sense for, uh, is this going to be one to two titles a year for a while? Do you have a sense for kind of like what, what kind of volume are you trying to ramp up to? It's, I mean, it's very much a, a side thing. Uh, okay. Because I mean, you know, there Cauldron I know has a lot of stuff sort mm -hmm. of, uh, you know, in the pipeline. And like I said, I've got my day job with Mondo Macabro, and um, that's eaten, eaten up a lot of time, <laughs> as it should. That's my bread and butter. But um, so it's not going to be super prolific. Um, I, I would guess probably at most, at like the furthest extreme that I can imagine, it would be four releases a year. But I think three is probably a good, would you say, Jesse? That sounds probably I'd about I'd say right. that's probably about right. Yeah. Brian and I were actually talking about the Cauldron releases for 2023 just the other day. And, you know, of course, Neon Eagle came up a lot of where we're going to fit these things in. And I, I think that's about what we thought. Yeah. I, ca I can say that uh, at this point, we have five projects. Um, oh, cool. That, okay. that are in various stages. So Kill Butterfly Kill is the first. The Japanese movie will be next. Um, and that's. A lot of that is done. Um, Brian probably still has, I don't know if he has any more work to do on the master, but I've got all the extras ready to go. Um, so that's ready. And the cover's being worked on, the cover illustration. Oh, it's so good. It looks great. It does. It looks really good. We'll reveal that. That's our friend, Justin Coffey, who- uh, We love Justin. Yeah, he's 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 a good friend and, and a really talented artist. He's done a lot of Mondo stuff. Okay. Uh, and then he also just did Cauldron's Frankenstein 80 cover, which is spectacular. Uh, it's so good. It's yeah, got boobs yeah. on the cover. Yeah. <laughs> what, 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 what cover? I just saw the boobs. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're boobs. There's a, they're no. on there. No, that's a, that's a great cover. Um, yeah, in fact, he put boobs on our, uh, and a butt or two on our uh, Haunted Turkish Bathhouse cover. Oh, and I'm like, convinced that, really that that good. is that is why that title sold pretty well for us, and it's it's selling pretty well for us. Is yeah, you put the boobs, the the kids will come. <laughs> the, you know, if if history's taught us anything, yes. <laughs> I just I just watched that, and I'll plug Mondo a little bit. Man, I love that that film. It's so crazy. the The first part of it is so mean spirited, and then. <laughs> And then there's a cat monster and it's <laughs> just the last act is so bonkers. And I'm watching yeah. this, it, you know, it's, it's a good length. It's not too long. There's something happening. You know, every scene, there's something going on. That's so 
mean and there's women running around with no clothes on and, and then there's a cat monster and there's yeah it's it it's really crazy. is it's like three movies in one and it's only like 80 minutes long so that packs a lot of exploitation goodness oh uh, yeah so yeah yeah there's lots of bath scenes lots of uh tough guy yakuza stuff with lots of familiar faces if you get if you watch uh any of the like 70s toei yakuza movies uh, lots of familiar faces um naomi tammy naomi tanny excuse me uh who most people would know from the nikatsu roman porno stuff she's in the lead she's naked she's getting tied up and in the end there's a cat monster <laughs> a lady cat monster a sexy glittery lady cat monster <laughs> i i will admit that the um the thing that disturbed me most about the movie was the color of the bath water <laughs> during the bath scenes. It, it is so odd. What is in that bath water? I don't even. I, yeah. I don't even want to know. It's just filth. It's one just one. the filth of the 1970s in general. Just washed off. Yeah. <laughs> all from else. the all the Roman porno movies just washed off into that tub. Uh, you know, I just pulled this up on IMDb and it says brothel come bathhouse. But the first thing I saw was come bathhouse. <laughs> like, what are they trying to get at here? Is that what's in the water? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, that should be the I'm tagline. working blue right now. Yeah. Um, the um, speaking of exploitation movies, uh, any chance that we could all team up and go figure out the rights to uh, Lady Terminator. Uh, and whoever <laughs> is, I, I've heard that the rights there are are difficult at best uh, to, to pin down. Rights might not be so difficult. Oh, okay. What? That's all, that's all, that's all, sir. Oh, fair enough. Uh, well, what, maybe project what about the, the materials of that one, Jared? Uh, we'll find out. Okay. <laughs> 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 I can't uh, really say anymore. I'll just say that there are possibilities in motion. Oh, okay, that's good. That's right. good news. I, I we may not have to do it separately. Sounds like it might be in motion. I didn't know that. It, yeah. The last time nothing, we talked about it, nothing for sure. I can't. I can't say anything beyond that. Just people are talking. Things might happen at some point. At some that's, point. No, that's that's fair. We'll just leave it at that. But that's that's positive <laughs> progress from the last time we spoke, where it was effectively impossible. So um that's that's fantastic news um so uh before we put any more pressure on you for that uh, neon <laughs> eagle so what um what can you all walk me through the name a little bit how did you land on that were there any other strong contenders <laughs> i i it well for one thing if anyone's <laughs> wondering the name means absolutely nothing <laughs> But what does it translate to in Mandarin? Because that's always I, the question. I wish right? I knew. I wish I knew. Honestly, the first um, the first thing that I wanted to call it was Guilo video. Okay. Do you know what that word Guilo means? No, I don't. It, it's a it's a Cantonese slur for white person. Nice. nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It basically means white devil. <laughs> so that was sort of my on the nose, sort of making fun of myself for being a, a white guy make trying to make money off of you know asian cinema okay. um but but it is a slur it's it's not it's you know not a politically correct thing to say so i you know i i decided not 
to to go in that direction. Um, Yeah. Um, There were a few things. I don't know. There's the term eagle. Like, I don't know. There are a lot of like Kung Fu movies, like, you know, obviously like Snake and the Eagle Shadow Mm -hmm. and things like that. Um, Eagle shooting heroes like that's that sort of legendary um, kind of wuxia kung fu series of books and stuff, you know. So that just, I think I kind of wanted something that sort of sounded like, seemed like it could be something associated with with Asia or Asian films, but didn't, but wasn't so on the nose. Um, And I just, so Eagle popped in my mind and I just went back and forth with something, the Eagle this or Eagle that. Um, And and just finally just sort of settled on Neon Eagle. Um, It sounds, you know, neon sort of 80s. We'll probably do a lot of movies from the 80s. And that's that's really the extent of it. There's there's really not uh, any more thought than that. At the point where I came up with Neon Eagle, I said, okay, guys, are you okay with this? And they were like, yeah, that's right. It's all right. That works. You know, I like it though because the, the the fact that it doesn't have like when you when you say Neon Eagle, it feels uh, known, and then after you think about it, you realize that it doesn't like it's not a known phrase, but it feels like a phrase you should know. So I I think it's a good name in that sense. Like, oh, that's kind cool. Of, I mean, yeah, that would be sort of a, something that I would want, and I think any sort of good name like that for a company should sort of give you that feeling, like yeah, like oh yeah, oh wait, that what what is that name? <laughs> But that yeah. seems like something I knew already. Yeah. No, yeah. that's great. Yeah, that's awesome. So I think you got it right. Um, you good, good instincts there. Um, and um, okay, so you're so you're doing uh, roughly two to three films a year, um, and it you're still full time at your jobs. I wasn't going to ask that directly, but since it came up, that's good to know because I know that everyone's Jesse's going to be very keenly to see how this impacts Cauldron. Are you thinking about this in terms of? there will be like cauldron releases and then there will be a month where that month is neon eagle or could they in theory overlap as well it's just these are two separate projects um i mean maybe jesse might be a bit yeah i mean we're kind of overlapping right now with the you know the 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 idea was that you know we released or announced a cauldron title at the same time as the neon eagle and they're kind of riding each other's coattails you know i i think that people were really excited for frankenstein 80 and people were also excited for kill butterfly kill and we had a lot of people that were like well i don't know what this one is but i'm gonna buy them both which was oh, the I'm sorry. You're right. They were the same month. In my mind, they were different months. I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. The announcement yeah, we were, was for both. We announced it was on the same day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. That, that's yeah, it. and I think that will be more or less the plan. Um, is that <clears throat> is that at least a Neon Eagle title will probably always go up with a Cauldron title. Um, I could see maybe if if we have. If the, if all the stars align, I get. I suppose it's possible that there could be just a sort of like maybe two Neon Eagle titles ready at the same time. Um, but probably not. Just considering. Just like I said, this is this is a side project um, for all of us. So I I don't foresee that happening soon. Uh, but I guess it's possible. 
But I think for the most part, I mean, I think there's always wisdom in uh, releasing, you know, not putting something out just by itself, um, releasing two or three things together. Um, well, just because, I mean, why buy one thing for one price when you can buy three things for three prices? I mean, that's, that's just sort of the, the weird wisdom of the collector, you know, that, you know, oh, I can just buy, you know, like, like Jesse said, it was like, oh, I, I, I want this one, but I don't know what this one is, but it looks kind of cool. I can buy them together. Well, I'm going to do that because, oh, totally. because I can, you know, so that's, that's kind of the hope. Yeah. 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 And I think, and I think that is generally how it works. I mean, Jesse can speak to this because he's put a lot more things on sale at Diabolic and stuff over the years, but certainly with Mondo Macabro. When, when we started putting stuff up together in, as twos and threes, I mean, I, it just, sales went up. It, you know, things sold better. Uh, you know, the more things we put out, the, the more they would sell. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, just, I think that's true. I think people are more likely to take a chance on something they don't know if they're already ordering something they, they're going to order. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it was really interesting to hear. There, there's two versions of that I've heard recently. Uh, it, Mondo Macabro came up in a conversation I was having with Error 4444 uh, recently because, you know, like they, they just tested out this bundle idea for their latest release. They did um, Red Spell, Spells Red, and uh, Centipede Horror. And yeah. they, were, they were testing out bundle ideas for that. And I think they put out like eight bundles <laughs> and they were kind of oh. laughing. They were like, I don't know, like we just thought it'd be cool to have like a shirt and then one with like, <laughs> you know, like, and they all sold out. Like, <clears throat> so, you know, the different slip variations and bundles and that, um, and they all sold out. And, and then the the extreme example would probably someone like Severin that'll have 200 of something that's like 300 right. bucks or whatever. And it sells yeah. out, you know. <clears throat> Yeah, I, I doubt we'll ever get to that level, um, the, the that Severin level uh, for Neon Eagle um, or or Mondo Macabre. Speaking for Mondo Macabre, that's not that's because I can I can tell you that I, just uh, as possibly an aside, um, as 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 you and and a lot of your audience knows, we just had a Halloween sale and put on put up three pretty big new releases for sale. Yeah. This is a, our biggest project ever, and. I, at this point, I want to die. At this point, <laughs> I want to kill somebody, if not myself. It's it's been just horrible. And and poor Pete, who has to do a lot of the technical work, it's just keeping him up at night. So uh, we will likely never do anything this big again. <laughs> so. What what is it? The hard part is uh, on the authoring side and like on the the technical side as far as the production, or on the other side of like getting the shipments together and like the, the logistics of getting them out or, yes. or both. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. And like, it, cause you know, we're doing the box set and uh, the Bollywood horror box mm -hmm. set. Um, all of you listening should go buy it right now. Mondomacabro.bigcartel.com. Are there so, any uh, copies left? <laughs> a, that was a pretty sly little uh, um, plug there. Um, yeah. But just, we had never done one of these sort of, sets before um yeah. so it was a complete learning curve and you know we're doing like it's it'll be a hard case slip cover for the you know for the box and mm -hmm. getting the dimensions just right has been an absolute nightmare 
um, for the cases and a book, there's going to be like an 80 page book that comes with it. And so we had to, we've gone through two printers trying to get dummy books made for it um, so that they can get the dimensions for it. And it, it's just, it's just every possible problem that you can imagine, you know, the Caligari project is it's a UHD. That's the first time we've done that. Mm-hmm. So that's all, all a host of problems all its own. Um, yeah. So, so <laughs> like the, that, that notion that that sort of Severin vinegar syndrome sort of model of putting a bunch of stuff up at, at the time. Yeah. Uh, I, it's just not, not for me, uh, <laughs> only for myself, just, you know, I think I would prefer just to do two or three projects at a time every couple of months. Um, be able to get a little bit of sleep in it. Yeah. 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 I, I ordered the box set of that um, error four, 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 four set. And it came in here. I, I'm looking at this I'm like, oh my God, I, can, I can't even imagine ordering all these different things and putting them all together and making sure everybody got all the right things. I don't, I don't want to have anything to do with it. It's beautiful though. I, oh, I, I, I got it too. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's, it's so and, good. And everything is great. And I watched uh, Centipede Horror just this last Friday and they did a great job. Uh, it looks really cool. The movie is a lot of fun. But I can only uh, agree with Jesse. It's just how nightmarish. <laughs> I mean, all the elements of putting it together. And I see people complaining about them taking a long time shipping it out. And it's just like, that is such a complicated thing to all those different iterations of it. Like, give those guys a break. Yeah, I stop mean, complaining, guys. Yeah, like you've, I mean, they're get. I know they're they're working hard to get all that out, yeah, and so yeah. people really should not give them a hard time um, because that is well, a complicated. I know how complicated that stuff is. Jesse really knows how complicated sending. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of work, and I mean, you want it fast and wrong, or you want it right and a little exactly. longer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of that, just as like a five second aside. Do you, do you have a, a room full of Shawscape Volume Two, or have you gone through those? Have you shipped those out? <laughs> I did. You see the pictures I posted about them? Yeah, yeah. That, those are all gone. Okay. I mean, thankfully, the post office was not happy. They wanted to come. <laughs> all, all, all media mail, please. <laughs> they had, they wanted to they wanted to pick them up from me on a Sunday morning. Mm. They're like, oh, really? You know, no one's running a route, so I can send guys over on a Sunday to get them. And I was like, no, let's not do that because <laughs> I don't want to ask. I mean, I'll, I can come in, but I didn't want to ask other people to come in and help. I said, it'd be best if we just did it on a Monday. And I, I told them how many there were and sent them a picture. And they sent not not the smallest postal truck in existence, but pretty close. <laughs> oh no! And we stacked we stacked that truck. I mean, there was no room. They were in the driver's seat. <laughs> they were they were in the driver's lap. Oh my gosh! There, there was no more, and and it wasn't even half. 
Shit. Oh. <laughs> it was crazy. Oh but those are those are all gone. Thank God. They're gone. Okay, good. Um, glad to hear it. Well, it, look, I mean, we, we kind of, you know, we were talking a little bit about era 44, 44 and, and, and we were talking about passion projects. And this is one thing that I just wanted to ask you all about here. Uh, I'm just, you know, I think it's so fun. I, I've talked a little bit, uh, Jared, with you, with you about this when we were speaking and then Jesse in slightly different context, we, we touched on this a little bit, but, you know, I think it's the fact that Neon Eagle can, can do well in 2023, which I know it will. I mean, it's already like people are already buzzing about it. And I know it's just going to continue when the, the pictures start popping up online about how beautiful these releases are. Um, I, I love the fact that we're at this point where Kill Butterfly Kill can, can get a release like this. Um, you know, it, it seems like we're, we're just in this really kind of sweet era right now. And I don't know if it was because of the pandemic, if that really like accelerated the home video market. But, you know, I know that DVDs aren't in every Target and, and Best Buy anymore and Walmart anymore. But I mean, this really feels like a boom. Are y'all are y'all seeing it from your side? Does it does it kind of feel like that a little bit um, from y'all's vantage point as well? I mean, yeah, I to a certain extent, yeah. I, I mean, I think I'm pretty sure everybody saw increased sales through the pandemic up to now. Um, I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but it seems that way because it certainly seems like production has gone up for just about everybody. Like there's just more stuff coming out mm -hmm. to, the, to, the, to the point where people are complaining that there's like too much stuff coming out. There's so much out. stuff. There, and, there, and there really is. And like I, even as just a collector myself, I have to be more choosy about what I'm getting. But certainly there's like well, what you said, like that something like Kill Butterfly Kill can get this sort of release. And this is this is an obscure movie. This is not something that, you know, I signed hoping like, oh, man, this is a cash cow. People were waiting for this one. <laughs> not at all. I just really liked it. I just, uh, you know, I was able to get a contact at IFD films and they seemed like they were, you know, they had 4k, you know, they had a bunch of stuff. They had, you know, 4k masters of a bunch of stuff. And I was just sort of going through and I found this movie and I, I hadn't seen it before, before I started looking at their lists, I watched it online. I, I got a copy of it from uh, online of the original Taiwanese version and just loved it. Um, so, I mean, it wasn't, it's, so it is just sort of this passion project thing that just sort of all fell into place. And it's, it is a marvel that something like this can come out. And this is a two, there's two Blu-rays in this set, like a double disc set of this incredibly obscure Taiwanese uh -huh. Hong Kong movie. Like, I mean, even five years ago, I wonder would that have even been thinkable? <laughs> like, I, I, don't, I don't know if it would have been. And, it, you know, and it's coming, it's got a beautiful slip cover and it'll have a booklet and maybe even some art cards. It's, it's deluxe, man. It's, it's really deluxe. Again, of a movie like hardly anyone is going to have heard of. Um, so, I mean, it's, I think it's going to work out okay. We'll see, but, um, you know, I, I am happy that we are able to sort of, that the market is in the place that we are able to do something like that. Because that is what I, what I 
am excited to do. I'm excited to go a little bit deeper and find weird things that haven't been released a hundred thousand times, you know? Yeah. Right. So, so, so it's exciting. Um, my worry on the other side of that is that uh, we're adding to the glut of, <laughs> of too much stuff, you know, and now there's all these, there's like, you know, three or four at least companies now that have all come up since, since I came up with the idea of Neon Eagle that are all Asian focused. <clears throat> um, and so that worries me, you know, it just, you know, it's the other side of it is it worries me that, oh my God, is it, is there too much stuff out there? You know? Um, and when it comes to Asian movies, I don't think so. I, I want it all. So I, I and I hope enough other people think that as well. Me too. Well, you know, I, I personally love Mondo Macabre's label. I like, I like the curation of that label. Uh -huh. I like the amount of titles that come out of year. I can keep those in my collection. I can keep up with them. Uh -huh. So, you know, that's, that's an ideal model for me is Mondo Macabro. Yeah, and I can say um, it's a mutual admiration society for sure, because I think Cauldron has that same spirit where it's every release does feel curated and loved and it's beautiful and it comes in a beautiful package. And, um, you know, you know, because I, you know, I have an you know, inside connection. I can get all of them <laughs> <It's> pretty easy. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's easy for me to do, but I want to have all of them. You know, I want that complete cauldron collection. Uh, yeah. There, I second both of those. I, uh, I think what Macondo puts out is, is, uh, amazing. I, we talked about this idea of y'all are the ones going into the jungle and kind of forging paths for people a lot of times. And that, you know, that's, it just continues to be true. So I, I love it. And uh, Cauldron, I mean, we've talked about it a little bit, Jesse, but the releases you continue to put out are, they look amazing. I mean, the cover art for Convoy Busters and um, Shanghai Joe is is world-class. I don't know if you're using well-established graphics artists. I'm assuming you are, but it's really good. Well, the um, Justin Miller, who goes by the name Haunt Love, and does stuff for Severin and Vinegar Syndrome and Arrow, um, is a local guy to me and somebody that I've known for years. So he did Convoy Busters for us. And uh, Shanghai Joe is the um, is original art from, from the movie, but Brian from Cauldron is the person that puts all those things together. He does the actual slip design and cover design. He, he's doing all the graphic design oh, as well as restoring these movies. Which is why he couldn't be here today. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's exactly why, because, you know, we, we, announced, <laughs> yeah, we announced the City of the Living Dead coming out on Friday. Well, not coming out, but we're going to do a pre-order for it. And again, this is in the past because the podcast is in the future but <laughs> so he's busy working congratulations on, on that selling out in like two hours jesse That's so, amazing. <laughs> yeah you know we announced that it went on sale this coming friday and it's on the site as sold out because that's the way shopify uh, 
yeah. lists it. And I had people angry that it was sold out already when it didn't go on sale until Friday. Yeah, I saw those comments online. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's really funny. Yeah, I'm waiting for I'm waiting for that. Uh, that'll be an instant purchase. But um, uh, there. Oh, shoot. There was one thing I wanted to ask from that kind of a pull take off from that. Oh, you, you talked about um, you're worried about the being a glut. The, I think the other thing that's happened, which it's been interesting to see just as the buyer, is it feels like um, labels are getting smarter. And, and in this case, you know, y'all are getting smarter about that, that feeling about how many copies to put out. Right. Because it's not like you're just saying now kill butterfly kill is out. Right. It's like there's 1500 copies as a slipcover, you know, like there's an intelligence behind it, which I think wasn't always there. But it seems to be whatever this boom is or whatever we want to call it that we're in now. It feels like people are also smarter about getting a sense of how many you're going to sell and kind of what it takes to at least make the money back on it. It's a tough call. Um, it's something that Pete and I with Mondo Macabre go back and forth on all the time. I mean, and you say we're smart about it, but I mean, we've made some, you know, some errors in, in that call, uh, in that judgment in, in the last, even in the last year. Um, I think Haunted Turkish Bathhouse, which we were talking about earlier, is 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 probably the prime example in my mind right now. We did 1,200 of those and that sold out in like two days. Wow. Uh, and, and that, and again, sort of like kill butterfly kill that's a completely obscure movie like mm -hmm. it has a bit of a reputation online before we did it but not a huge one um so, so that was something that we were and at the same time we did uh in the folds of the flesh which is a great spanish giallo uh really wacky movie severin put it out on dvd back in the day uh, we did 1,500 copies of that one, and that took like three months to sell out. Oh, interesting. So, I mean, it's it is it's difficult to know exactly. I mean, sometimes you get it right, uh, and sometimes, you know, ideally, it probably those numbers should have been reversed. We probably should have done 1,500 uh, haunted Turkish bathhouses, bathhouses, and that would have lasted probably uh, two or three weeks, uh, and we probably would have sold sold out 1200 of in the folds of the flesh in about the same time. Yeah. So, so it's, it's a, it is a tough call. I mean, I thank you for you know, I'll take the compliment that you think I'm so smart, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it really is a difficult thing. If, if I had to make that decision, I would say, I would go, I'd go hard on in the folds of the flesh. I would have said, Oh, it's the, you know the the Euro horror movie is right. going to outsell Turkish Bathhouse any day of the week. Yeah, you would think. Yeah, and and that is totally that was totally our mindset that it's it's a it's a more well known movie. It's a it's a Spanish horror film. It's a giallo. It's wacky. It's got lots of recognizable Euro cult faces. You know, money in the bank, right? And to yeah. a certain degree, I mean, it's not done badly by any means. Um, but you know, it not it two days. Yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, it just, there there was this, and again, I think maybe it was, a lot of it was Justin's fantastic artwork for Haunted Turkish Bathhouse, um, but, you know, it just grabbed people's attention, you know? It's just, it's hard to tell, honestly. It really is. I'm, 
honestly stunned you were joking earlier or not i mean not joking but you're kind of joking about you know getting a plug-in for bollywood horror i just went to your site i would have assumed that would have been sold out by now um well there's three thousand of them so um take a little bit that's that's, that's that is by far the biggest and that was just because because we are doing these hard case boxes uh and you need to sort of do a run that big um have to in order to yeah so so we needed to do that many um and so that's you know and you know the we're it's still all in the production phase and so <laughs> just as an aside that's my that's my next big you know keeping me up at night is just where the <laughs> hell am i gonna put all of those <laughs> so, um oh yeah just send them here jared i'll take i'll oh, take okay. them yeah just send okay, them right yeah. here i've got I've got room in the warehouse for him. Oh, sure. Okay. And you can mail them out for me too, right? That's no problem. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Sure. <laughs> sure that's what's going to happen. You know, um, I, I honestly do. Um, I have nightmares thinking about Vinegar Syndrome's warehouse. You know, they because they do these big production runs of these titles limited to 10,000 copies. Yeah. Where are all these things? Yeah. I know. Yeah. God, do you, I don't know. You're, you're both on the East coast, Jesse. I mean, have you ever been to their facility or anything? I've been to the archive to their store, to the store. Okay. But I didn't, it, it was a Sunday. So I didn't go in and uh, get a tour of the warehouse. No. Okay. Yeah. Cause I've, I've been curious about that too, about how big is their facility? Because, because it I mean, is, you know, <laughs> they did, you know, what 10,000 thriller or cruel pictures and sold out in a few days or whatever i mean yeah. and that thing's huge that thing is huge so, and heavy so where do they yeah yeah um i honestly like that i i've thought about that before because they have the ocn stuff as well it's all coming out of the same center so i mean they they just have every month they just have i don't know i guess it helps months. for them because they have two because they do they have a they have a distribution center in colorado now that's a good point. Yeah. So they um, oh, yeah. You're right. Maybe they have a place that. in Canada as well, don't they? Don't they have? It's, so I don't know why in a, in a podcast about Neon Eagle, we're talking about vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's there's room at the party for everybody. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, we're talking about home video here. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's and the we're thing. Fan. We're fans of the, all of them. Yeah. yeah, the collector market is, is there. This is where people are buying from. I mean, I think, you know, just as a, you know, while before we move too much on from the Bollywood horror set, I have seen Mahakal, and I know it doesn't technically count, but um, the one with uh, the very first massacre video release, which was—I always forget the name—but um, the Nightmare on Elm Street one is no, that's Mahakal, I think. Oh right, and then, right. And then the uh, the first one they put out was um, oh shoot, it has the. Uh, metal kind of song in the middle of it and um uh oh anyways those are the two indian horror films i've seen uh i didn't they, so wait massacre has done another indian horror film? well it's it's technically it has american actors in it but it's directed and produced from um from out of india and so i, I think they okay. did made it in the u.s um hack a lantern sorry there you go it took me a second oh right i know what you're talking about yes um, yeah 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 but but Indian, is, it could be couldn't be more american in the way that movie totally um, no yeah, wait totally. that's not a regional midwest horror movie i, I, I think I the director is that. indian is that jag mundra mahundra yeah, or something like yeah that? exactly yeah. and producer and director are all from right. from india kind of right, right. or whatever 
um, may, maybe it was their entry rate point into the, I, I don't know the whole history there, but I, I just bring it up to say that the two I've seen are awesome and I, I cannot wait to see the movies. This was a day one purchase for me because uh, you had hinted that y'all were working on your first box set when we spoke. And so when I right. saw that it was Bollywood horror, I was very excited. And I hope everybody gets excited because these movies are awesome. Um, yeah, we're really excited. There's, these, these are really fun movies. I think I hear, I see a little bit of pushback online about it, about, oh, did they have song and dance numbers? Oh, they do. I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to watch that. Um, that's, that's silly. I mean, come on. That's, there really is fun. Um, it's not like an American musical and it's a very different musical idiom. The mu- I actually quite enjoy the mu- uh, the music in Indian masala films. Uh-huh. It's just, it's just great. There's just great fun. They go on off on all these tangents, and sometimes the only parts that kind of are a little bit wonky is uh, there's some like comedy subplots in them, and that's <laughs> that can be a little you know comedy is such a culturally subjective thing. Um, yeah. Um, that can be a little bit hard for, but I think just overall, they're just about, about the most fun you can have sitting in front of your TV set. I mean, they really are. It's just fun. They're not great art. It's just good fun. <laughs> totally agree. It's just fun. It is. Yeah. They're, they're really not. And it's everybody's favorite film at some point, right? Um, well, uh, it, you know, not that it needs to be stated, but uh, I love talking to y'all. It's uh, the passion is collectors comes out, which is why you're so comfortable to go across on the tangents about the different labels and films. <laughs> yeah. and, um, I hope well, I can if- tell you, I just as an aside, this is what uh, this is what it's actually like when Jesse and Brian and I talk, or when Pete and I talk. We end up just talking. We there's lots of gossip and lots of talk about it. <laughs> Hopefully, I'm not giving uh, too much away about <laughs> what goes on behind the scenes about that. <laughs> We, oh, we talk yeah. about each other. We, don't, we all talk about each other a lot. <laughs> I'm sending and, and, you an angry message right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and you all know each other too, right? Which is kind of fun. But um, yeah, I mean, look, I, I hope that uh, Neon Eagle sells extremely well. I'm confident it, it will. Um, and um, let's, let's, you know, come back in a year, 18 months, whatever, when it makes sense and just kind of see how the journey is going. I just wanted this to come out and try to raise awareness so people can get on in the pre-order before it sells out. Cause I know once it goes live, I'm sure it'll sell out if it doesn't already, but um, yeah, I just thank you all for coming and making the time for this. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you for having us. Yeah, no problem. It's been, uh, been my pleasure.